0: All right, good evening Grace Point. Welcome to Thursday nights. We've been going through the parable of the sower, Matthew chapter 13, and we talked first of all about the condition of our heart. What separates out us from the next person is our heart. Our hearts have to be tender toward the Lord, ready to listen. And if that happens, our eyes will be anointed with salve, our ears will be open to hear from God. Then we talked about deception. If we harden our heart, or don't Come to God with a desire to learn, ask, seek, knock. Okay, we can be deceived and even we can be deluded. Because, as we taught last week, the key is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, not having heard. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we need to stay anchored, like Psalms 1 says. Blessed is the man, right, that meditates in the law of God, the word of God, day and night. We need to stay anchored and watered in the word. When we allow that word to water us, when we allow that word to wash over us, when it enters into our hearts, when our hearts are good, it'll produce fruit. Now, Jesus said the first category of a guy, uh, the devil just stole the word. He never received it. He goes on to say in Matthew 13... uh, The one who receives the seed on rocky places is the woman or man who hears the word, and at once they believe with joy, but since they have no root, he lasts only for a a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he or she quickly falls away. The one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth, riches choke it, making it unfruitful? And the one who receives the word on good soil is the man who hears the word, understands it, and produces a crop, yielding a fruit—some uh, thirty, some sixty, some one hundred. Okay, so uh, Jesus is talking about different type of soil. Now, what is the soil again? Do you know what's the soil? The soil is the human heart. It's your heart. You have to make sure that your heart is in good condition. How do we assure that our heart is in good condition? Well, we taught out of Revelation chapter 3 that our heart, we need to repent, anoint our eyes, open our ears up. And repent of having a hard heart. We need to be tender and soft toward the Lord. Repent of our sins. Be willing to learn and change our direction, right? And that softens our heart. The second guy, he received the word. He understood it for a minute, but it says because of pressure, he had no root. What do you think that alludes to? The fact that this guy had no root. Remember how I said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come from having heard. It comes from hearing. The second guy heard the word. He was filled with joy. He believed it. But then Satan and Satan's war machine begins to do his job where he starts putting pressure on the man or the woman that's believing the word of God. And He starts to put pressure, trials, circumstances, things coming into our life. Say you start hearing the word about being healed. You hear the healing message, you know. Jesus wants to heal your body, and all of a sudden you wake up with a cold. You say a quick prayer, and, you know, the cold persists, or you wake up with a sickness. You're hearing about healing, and you're trying to stand on your healing, and, and all of a sudden, boom, this one sickness after another comes after you, and because of the pressure of all the circumstances you say well i guess this doesn't work i must not understand it and boom you let go pressure was put on you my god shall supply all my needs you're believing god i'm not you know we're not talking about a prosperity gospel here that some people preach but the bible says there's many places where it says god wants to bless you there are places where it says God is going to provide all your needs, and He's a good provider. And so you start believing God. This is what happened to me when I gave my life to the Lord. Uh, started here and started hearing. and said God wants to provide. I didn't have a lot of things back then. I had one financial. My wife left me. I had two children. I had one financial obstacle after another, after another. I had started tithing, and I believe in tithing. I don't believe the Christian tithes under law no more than Abraham tithed under law, or Jacob tithe, tithed under law, or Abel uh, tithed under law. I believe in tithing uh, out of Proverbs chapter 3, that it's a way to honor God, it's a way to get rid of your greed, it's a way to honor God, and it's a way to put God first, a way to seek the kingdom first. That's what I believe. And I started tithing, and I mean hell was unleashed on my finances, I couldn't pay my bills. My water, my electric got shut off. I got evicted from my apartment. I literally evicted from my apartment. My water was shut off. Um, I, I didn't have, barely could get food on the table. I was working and I was working hard, but I went through so many financial obstacles and I know the enemy was pressuring me to give up on giving to God. I was putting God first in my life. But I persevered, and it came through that. I actually remember the day, the hour, and the moment that I got victory in that area. I was getting so much pressure on me to stop giving. And, and uh, I, I wanted to start whining to God and complaining to God about my situation. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Brad, watch what comes out of your mouth. He says, because whatever you say, whatever comes out of your mouth, you're going to have to live with what you're saying. Because I wanted to complain. I wanted to cry, literally cry, and say, God, why doesn't this work for me? See what I'm saying? God, this doesn't work for me. That's all Satan needs. But I watched what I said. I listened to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I don't care. Your word is true. You're going to provide for my needs. And then the Holy Spirit challenged me to give a special offering at church. I know most of you don't even understand this. You know, don't even understand living this way. And so I went to church, and I put in a good offering into church, into, that, uh, into the offering plate, by faith, given to God, believing that God was going to provide all my needs. I got three financial miracles in a row i had a tax bill canceled i had a medical bill canceled and i had a bill that was chasing me from when i was in the military that i didn't owe that they were pressing me to pay it and it got canceled three different bills got canceled and from that day to this my finances changed from that day i didn't say god why doesn't this work for me I said, okay. I wanted to cry. Literally, I felt pressure. All these bills coming on me. I was a giver and a tither, and it seemingly wasn't working. I wanted to cry and complain to God. Why? And some people say, well, go ahead and complain to God. The Holy Spirit told me, watch what comes out of your mouth. Um, flip over to Malachi. I'm going to base what I believe on the Word of God, not, not what people say. I know David complained to the Lord. He had things come after him. But I know David was a man of faith. I know David said, I believe and I have spoken. Paul quotes that in, uh, uh, in the, his writings. I believe and I have spoken. I know that David was a man of faith. He's the one that said, I believe and therefore have I spoken. In Malachi... The Lord was very upset with His people, and He told them, I'm trying to find this here. He said in Malachi chapter 2, you have wearied the Lord with your words. And how have you wearied Him? You said, all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord and pleased with Him. Where is the God of justice? They were saying one thing, and he says in chapter 2, verse 7, he says, The lips of Malachi 2, 7, the lips of the priest, you're a priest before God. You make prayers and intercessions before God. You are literally a priest before God. You make prayers and intercessions to God. He says, the lips of the priest ought to preserve knowledge, and from the mouth of men should seek instruction, because you are the messenger of the Lord, but you have caused my people to stumble. You have caused me to be despised and humiliated before my people, because you have followed your own way and shown partiality in judgment. And he goes on and tells them, you've wearied me with your words, and you say everyone that does evil is good in the eyes of the Lord. And he tells the people, stop it. And actually, you go on to the next chapter, he says, you know, they wearied him. He says, you bring me an offering. You bring me a tithe. I'm going to read it, chapter 3. He says, For who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire. Amen. Refine our hearts, Lord. A launderer's soap. He will set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the Levites. That's us, folks. We're priests before God. And refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who bring offerings in righteousness, and the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former days. So I will come near to you in judgment. I will be quick to testify against the sorcerer, the adulterer, the liar, and those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widow, who oppress the fatherless. Come on, Jesus. Who deprive the alien of justice, but who do not fear me, says the Lord. I, the Lord, do not change, O you sons of Jacob. Therefore, you are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from me and my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord. But you ask, how will we return to you? Will a man rob God, yet you rob me? But you say, how do we rob you in tithes and offerings You are under a curse, this whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this thing, says the Lord, and I will open the floodgates of heaven, and I will pour out a blessing that you will not have room to contain it. They were saying, this is one of the things that they said, they were saying it is vain to serve God. It is vain to do good. It is vain to give offerings unto the Lord because he doesn't see it. And I know we're not under the law of Moses. I know they were offering laws under the law. We're not under the law of Moses. I know that. I'm not telling you to go give a sheep or something. I'm telling you be like Abraham. I'm telling you be like Jacob. I personally believe in tithing. You need to get before God and find out what you believe, but you absolutely have to understand one of the laws of the kingdom is the law of giving. Give and it shall be given. We want to honor God. But when we set our mouth against God and say it's no good to serve God, it's no good to do what God says, it's not how you're blessed. We want to receive the Word of God. I don't even know how I got on this thing about giving. It was the furthest thing from my mind. I just remember when I was tested and all and how Satan was trying to pound me to get me to quit giving offerings. One financial trial after another, pounding me so I would let go of the Word. I tell you, where I'm at now, I am not letting go of the Word. I'm not letting go. God is my provider. Do you know, and I know I'm going over, do you know when I came to Grace Point, Pam and I had no guarantee of a salary? We left uh, ministry where we were getting paid decently, okay? We were getting paid, we left with not a guarantee of one penny, and we came to Grace Point. We're not greedy for money. We're not money grubbers. We like money so we can give money, okay? But we came here without a guarantee for one penny because God told us to come. And I left a paying job to a non-paying job because I knew that the Lord would provide for me. Someone say amen. That's what I, I, I knew. And the Lord did provide for us. In fact, miraculously, amazingly, I don't have time to go into the whole testimony. Why am I sharing this? Because Satan came and pounded me, trying to get me to give up on God as my provider. And I worked hard. I was a hard. wasn't that I wasn't working hard. Sometimes you put in too many hours and you do too much, because you haven't learned to trust God. It's good to work hard. I'm not saying that you work 50. I worked 50. Your source, your provider is God. He's the one that provides you with work. And I'd say working's good. Working hard is good. You need to work hard. But you need to put your trust in the Lord. So whatever the word that God is speaking to you, whatever word that you have in your heart, whatever preaching is coming and you open, don't allow the devil to squish it out of your heart. I'm not saying that unless you allow him to squish Jesus out of your heart. I'm not saying you won't be saved, you just won't produce fruit. All right, I got to leave it right there. I've gone way over my time. We'll pick up there. We're leaving off. Satan is pressuring you, trying to let you. That's why your trials are coming, folks. He's pressuring you to let go of the word. Amen.